I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Bundesliga for Beginners, our piping hot box fresh podcast looking at, well, the Bundesliga as, well, beginners. Hopefully it should be fairly self-explanatory. As you can tell from our brilliant intro music, we're not going to be taking ourselves very seriously at all here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bundesliga Pod. That's nice and easy to remember, so you've got no excuses for not doing that. Let's crack on. I'm Jamie Smith. My co-host on Bundesliga for Beginners will be Kevin DeVries. You might recognise him as the host of the EPL Roundtable which shares the same channel we're on. What a coincidence. <laughs> Tonight, we've also got Jim Knight with us. Jim's regularly on that podcast too. We've got our guest expert, John McKenzie, with us as well. So, lads, are we all excited about having some live football from a proper league to watch? <laughs> I'm certainly very excited uh, to get the league going. I don't have a team yet, apparently. That's a thing that might be happening later on the show. But uh, based on everything that's happening elsewhere, very delighted for... Uh, sport in general to return and then football in specific what about you jim yeah i've just been so starved of football i think since obviously in understandable circumstances but been so starved that i've kind of gone past it a little bit now so it's kind of crept up on me a little bit the Bundesliga's <laughs> coming back and obviously with it being like to in and fro in like whether we'd come back on the 9th of march uh, of may 16th and then back and forth back and forth then uh, yeah i think it's going to be a blessed relief for a lot of football fans in Germany, obviously, but around Europe to, to watch. And, you know, it's it's a real opportunity for people like me, I guess. And that's the reason we're doing this pod, to, to maybe get into a European league where you might only see the teams in like the Champions League or the Europa League um, because of the fact that a lot of the time slots clash with our kind of more traditional Premier League uh, watching duty. So, yeah, very, very excited to get stuck into it now. I'll tell you what, it took me probably about two minutes from it being announced that the Bundesliga was going to be on this set date and in the UK it was going to be all broadcast by BT Sport, all the games were going to be on until I was complaining that the games were clashing, I was going to install that <laughs> multiple screen arrangement, it's like, oh God, what a nightmare, I'm going to have to watch football. <laughs> John, as a Bundesliga fan yourself, you must be buzzing that it's going to be the first one back. Yeah, I'm just uh, nervous that you've described me as a Bundesliga expert. But yeah, I've been watching the Bundesliga for about four or five years now. Um, it's all relative. It was... It's compared to us. You're the well, Bundesliga yeah. expert compared to us. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you guys will, will jump into it, no problem as well, because it is such a fun league to watch. I think that's pretty much why I got into it in the first place. I love Germany, love German culture, love German fan culture, and uh, love German football. So yeah, I'm sure you guys will uh, love it. Yeah, you mentioned the fan culture, but that's obviously a thing that isn't going to be uh, prevalent, at least not in the stadiums. I'm sure it'll be uh, hopping on social media and everything. Do you think that that'll kind of give it a different feel? Well, I, I mean, Gladbach have uh, have allowed people to have their faces printed out and put in the uh, <laughs> seats. So, so yeah, I suppose fan 
fandom of, of some sorts is there but yeah I think that you know it's the big selling point isn't it of, of German football really the 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 fan culture there and having been a few times to to see a couple of clubs um I'm a big I'm a big fan of that but I look there's a there's a there's a wonderful aspect to German football as well I think which is different I I don't really know what it is uh, I'm not sure if I could put my finger on it but it does feel a little bit I don't know it feels a little bit more magical to me than than other football but I'm not entirely sure why I'll tell you how I feel about football being back. You know that old meme, the friendship ended with Moudicea one, you know? (laughs) I feel like that. It's like friendship ended with English football. Now German football is my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) So we had the K-League on in the UK. Um, Didn't really do it for me. So I'm excited to have players that I kind of recognise playing a sport that looks kind of familiar to me because I think German football is reasonably similar to English football. Um, so without wanting to explain the show too much, like the waiter in the restaurant that you really couldn't afford to go to with your partner that time, <laughs> the concept of the show is that we don't really know that much about the Bundesliga, but we thought it would be a fun ride to try and take people along with us. There's going to be so many people watching the Bundesliga this weekend who've never really watched that much of it before, really want to get into it. So hopefully we can all go on this same journey together. I used to cover the league a little bit for work, so cards on the table there, but we only really did Bayern and Dortmund, so a lot of the other teams I wouldn't have a clue about. If you asked me to name all the teams in the league, for example, I could maybe do half of them, and then I'd struggle with the rest. Um, And by the same token, any mispronunciations from the other guys, but especially from me, please forgive us. I'm sure if we say Cologne instead of Cologne, you'll know exactly who we're on about. Um, so, Kev, what's your experience of the Bundesliga like? You complete novice? Um, for the most part, yeah. It, similarly uh, to you, because at one point almost all of us were at the same company, uh, or at least the same umbrella company. Uh, did cover some um, Bundesliga matches live, but as you say, it was mostly Bayern or Dortmund. Uh, I think I covered a match against Fortuna Dusseldorf last season, maybe? <laughs> I think Bayern won 4 1. So if that happened, uh, then I nailed that. Uh, but yeah, not not incredibly familiar. Do have some like loose connections. Like in the past, I've generally wanted Hamburg to do well because they were a formative club for both Vondervaart and Son, who ended up at my club team. You can guess. I'm not going to put it out there just out in the open like that. Um, but uh, yeah, have have some connection there. I was briefly interested to see how Schalke were doing. They had a period where they just had a lot of players that I'd formerly liked or thought I liked and like Mbolo and Bentaleb and Stambouli all winding up there at the same time was kind of interesting to me but no no long-term watching by any stretch and and seconded on the uh not sure I could name all of the uh clubs unfortunately uh and yesterday on the Premier League show on the same channel I had to edit it because I said uh a reference to 19 of the 20 Bundesliga clubs so (laughs) off to a fantastic start (laughs) What about you, Jim? Bundesliga fan as it is, just since the odd game when it's been nothing else on. Yeah, I um, don't watch a lot of Bundesliga games. Um, as I alluded to in the intro, the only teams I really see on a semi-regular basis are the Champions League and Europa League teams due to the fact that they're normally in action against English teams because of the amount of qualification spots and stuff. So you, they tend to crop up against English teams, which piques my interest. Um Similar to you guys, really used to do a bit of stuff for work, um, but working for a kind of majority English facing um, website, it was 
like a top priority or anything, but you do the odd Bayern versus Dortmund game or like a big derby, um, which was kind of of interest to people. Um, but yeah, I once went to a Bundesliga game many, many, not many, many years ago, Ooh. not that old, but a few, a few years ago. I know I went on a stag do to Berlin um, for one of my friends about five years ago, I think, and we went to um, Hertha Berlin versus Wolfsburg. And we got there late and got there, got into our seats after it had started and were mainly just there for drinking rather than taking in the <laughs> cultural experience of a Bundesliga game. And the novelty of being able to drink beer in the stands, which is infinitely more attractive than a, co- a cup of Bovril at a cold English league ground um, in the UK. So that's about the extent of my Bundesliga experience, really one trip to a Hertha game and sporadic kind of TV snippets since then. Yeah, same for me, actually. Almost exactly the same, except again, I went to on a stag do, wasn't even a Bundesliga game, it was a Bundesliga 2 game. Um, You're a hipster, Jamie, that's the thing. (laughs) Full full on football hipster, there's going to be half of our listeners switch off at this point now, but it was a St. Pauli game, or Zank Pauli, as apparently they call themselves over there. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, like Jim says, being able to drink beer and watch football, I think we probably took more advantage of than we needed to. Um, Does it lead to less football watching in general? Uh, There's still a lot of rubbish banter (laughs) going on. Either that or you're a lot less prepared to watch anything when you walk through the door if you're there on a bag The game wasn't very good either, so I think we uh, were probably annoying all the actual locals who were there, being all rowdy English lads. Um, there seems to be quite a lot of people smoking weed on the terraces as well. There's a very strong smell. Um, and I don't know if it's there all the time, but there was a fun fair right behind the ground. So afterwards, we spent about two hours wandering around that. I don't know if they just put that up because we were coming or if it's the time of year or if it's always there. But yeah, so my experience of German football. Um, John, what about you? Have you been to a Bundesliga game not on a stag do or just on <laughs> stag do's? I haven't been to a stag do game, I'm afraid. So I'm feeling a, a little bit like I'm I'm no longer the expert. No. But I've been to a few games. Yeah, I um I have a good friend who lives in Freiburg, so I've been to. So I originally started off following um uh, Gladbach for various reasons, um, mainly because they have a, a rivalry with with Bayern that goes back to the 1970s. Uh, I'm very anti Bayern, um, and so they were. Uh, already attractive to me but when I started watching them about five years ago they were really awful to watch um, but they've been quite fun to watch in, in the particularly last season uh, with Marcus Rosa the new manager um, but I started going to visit my friend in Freiburg and um, went to a few games there at the um, uh, Schwarzwald Stadium so the Black Forest Stadium so it's right in the middle of the Black Forest which is an amazing uh, amazing place to watch and I don't know how much you know about Freiburg but it's a, it's a fairly small town in the at the bottom uh, left of Germany Germany it's a sort of um I'm going to use an English reference here because most people are English it's sort of like the Lake District of of Germany um so it was quite a fun place to go they've it's a small town 200,000 people and the stadium has 20,000 people in it um and you don't have a huge amount of traveling supporters going to watch games there so basically 10 percent of the of the town are are at the game and so the the town itself is really quite invested in the the fortunes of the football club so um after visiting there I just sort of fell in love with the place so I have a real soft spot in my heart for Freiburg as well so I keep an eye on on both Gladbach and Freiburg probably speak for the others in that I know absolutely nothing about Freiburg but I'm sure you're going to educate us um, how dare you 
but no. We do want the show to be lighthearted, and we are going to try and be funny and do jokes. Uh, but we need to touch on the old COVID situation. Uh, the Bundesliga is obviously going to be the first of the big European leagues back. Um, John, the preparations seem to have been as well done as possible over there. Is there any sort of pushback, though, from teams, players who aren't as keen to get started? Yeah, there's been some interesting pushback. The Actually, a lot of the ultras, the fan groups um, over in Germany have been quite critical of the, the need to push football back in Germany. Obviously, a lot of it comes down to the fact that a lot of these clubs, and we've seen this around the world, a lot of these clubs have been financially mismanaged to within an inch of their lives and so the prospect of missing out the end of the season has meant that uh, a lot of them have uh, financial windfall so um, I think there's a lot of ultra fans especially out there who are quite critical of the fact that they're being almost used as as um, as, as bait to try and to keep the, the football ticking over so um, there's certainly that there has been some players as well um, who've, who've spoken out and said that they feel very very nervous about the prospect of being forced to play football again and it's a really quite interesting situation really because I mean we've we've seen over in the UK um, that a lot of people who are low-waged workers are being put back into work um, to try and get the economy um, kick-started but this is a, a strange situation because these guys are really quite high paid um, and so it's, it's one of the few professions I can think of really where um, high paid work Workers are being made to go back. So, yeah, I think there's a huge amount of questions to be asked about about it as well as as the excitement, obviously, that comes with it. I think one of the, the important things is is are the players going to be safe? Obviously, they're going to be tested. But what's the what's the plan if a high profile player tests positive? Is it then just all going to shut down straight away again and leave those of us who've just started Bundesliga podcast looking really silly? <laughs> yes it's hard to know isn't it um I, we've seen a few clubs that, where they've had players test positive and and the theory is is that they're trying to keep the groups that they're working in so small that um there shouldn't be too much of uh, interaction between those groups so you should be able to limit the the degree uh, the degree of um transmission but they're, they're also putting a huge amount of effort into uh, testing and making sure that the uh, situation is as safe as possible. And obviously, Germany is one of the countries that's really um, done quite well in terms of the um, high levels of testing and and uh, mitigation of the disease. So, if anywhere can do it, it, it would be Germany. But yeah, who knows? Um, and as soon as you start losing a few clubs um, to to self isolation, then what happens to the the competition? Does it just stretch out and stretch out and stretch out? So yeah, it remains a lot remains to be seen. I think. Yeah, we're all just going to have to be patient and see how it plays out. And hopefully, we're not going to be talking about coronavirus every week. So I'm sure everyone's sick to death of that. Um, mm. We're going to move on then. As, as John mentioned, John already follows a couple of Bundesliga clubs, but we're all pretty much new to it. So we thought it would be fun to pick our Bundesliga clubs. Um, Kev, as an American, you've already picked a club from another league to support. How did you go about deciding who you were going to pick? For for Tottenham or for specifically the Bundesliga club? Well, yeah, specifically for Tottenham. Why why did you support Tottenham? Yeah, so it, kind of a weird story. Um, so uh, was friends with a girl in college uh, who lived in New York and invited me to come just hang out in New York without having to. Uh, always a girl involved with these stories. Always, always. Uh, and so I was just at her dad's house. You know how dads, I'm sure, like. Um, and so he was like, "Do you want to?" Uh, get out of my house we could go somewhere and watch the world cup this is the 2010 world cup and i was like nope i'm okay and he was like i'll buy you a beer and i was like 
deal. Um, so <laughs> we started going. Uh, I am of mixed Dutch American heritage. For those that will recall, the 2010 World Cup, a pretty good year for those two nationalities, uh, <laughs> save for the final. Uh, finals haven't treated me particularly well. But <laughs> nonetheless, started going to this pub. Uh, that whole period I was there, I actually ended up staying about three weeks, which uh, is most of the World Cup. Then went back for Thanksgiving uh, and found out that that pub I'd been going to and everybody that I had met all supported the same club, which was Tottenham. <laughs> it ended up being the win against Young Boys in the Champions League qualifiers to get into the actual tournament proper. Uh, <laughs> then wound up back there uh, the same week uh, as the 3-2 comeback win against Arsenal. Uh, and they obviously had Vondervaart as well. Uh, and so everybody just said I had to be a Tottenham supporter. And so then I did. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That was a much longer story than I was anticipating. I'm kind of regret asking. <laughs> I, like, I like the kit or like the badge was cool or something like that. Nope, and hard to replicate <laughs> with a with the German club. Gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're gonna do an experiment now, and we're gonna use Jim as our um, little guinea pig for this. I'm sure you've seen them if you're into football and you're on Twitter. You've probably seen this sort of thing going around the last week. So, how to choose your ideal Bundesliga club? The one we're looking at, I think, is reasonably up to date. So hopefully we're not going to give Jim a team. That aren't Am I going to pick a Bundesliga 2 team? Because that's <laughs> going to be problematic for this podcast. We might well be going through a rapid rebrand to Bundesliga 2 for beginners. <laughs> that the show. Which would seem far um, more forgivable. for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've already actually done this exact one. And I got Augsburg, who, like Freiburg, know absolutely nothing around. But ahead of the weekend, I'm going to have to get my Freiburg kit on and be all set for it. So, Jim, are you ready to find out who your ideal Bundesliga club is? I have never been more ready to find out. <laughs> right. right. First question. Are you interested in winning? Yes, no, or sometimes? Yes, no, sometimes. Yeah. We want to win sometimes, don't we? Sometimes. Okay, right. Are you a corporate lackey? <laughs> Not at all. Of. Not anymore. It's previously discussed on this podcast. Not anymore. <laughs> That's a no then, right. It is the 60th minute and you're a goal down. Do you head to your luxury car? Yes or no? I have a, like a 10-year-old box of water on my drive, so no. <laughs> I've just realised that the issue with doing this is that I'm not necessarily going to know the club from the batch, but we'll come to that problem. <laughs> um, next, are you insufferably arrogant on account of achievements in the distant past? 
No, it's more recent past with Lester that personally yeah. harmed my. Yeah, people people on this podcast <laughs> might think otherwise. I'm going to go no because I'm not <laughs> a narcissist, but you feel free to correct me if you think that I've picked the wrong one. Then we're getting quite a long way into this. Can't be too many questions left. Uh, interesting question next. Does fascist architecture appeal to you? <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Interesting call. Man, people are going to uh, blow up the comments listen, on that one. This is the last one, and the good news is I know what the clubs involved are, so I'm not going to have to try and describe the club badge into Google and find out who it is. The, the bad last news question... is, is that one of them is a second Bundesliga team right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so pick carefully. <laughs> so, do you enjoy experiencing all the highs and lows that life has to offer? Yes, of course. Who's saying no to that? Can we set this be a Bundesliga team? It is. So you've got the you Bundesliga team, well. and you're a Gladbach fan. You managed to swerve Hanover, which is good because, as John pointed out, they're not in the Bundesliga anymore. How do you feel about Gladbach? Are you satisfied with your choice? I mean, it's a lot of letters. I'm not sure I've got anything insightful to offer other than that. I mean, yeah. Well, I think we're all calling them Gladbach. I spell it properly, but yeah. So I'm sure we'll ask John because he actually knows. Uh, two things I know. Uh, Alessandro Plié signed for them uh, mm-hmm. from Nice, I think it was. Uh, and mm-hmm. secondly, their social media game is already on point because they did a mock of the uh, – flowchart thing and it said do you like being able to spell the name of the club that you now support and it had uh 17 arrows <laughs> to different clubs for yes why did you do that flowchart for the fake that was five minutes <laughs> yeah but yeah so i i think you've you've landed with a good one probably john <laughs> Yeah, look, like I said, you know, they've been pretty awful to watch for the last five years, but they've they've got a new coach in Marcus Rosa and they've got some you, you know, young talent coming through and they're actually really good fun to watch now. So you've done quite well, in my opinion. Excellent. And you've Thank not you come it. off like a huge jerk. <laughs> based on some of those <laughs> questions. Always positive on the first episode of a new podcast, but hey. I had visions of Jim getting by and, and John just storming off in disgust. <laughs> Wouldn't not be having any of it. At least 21 minutes and then just come to an abrupt end. We lost the only person who knows one thing from this. To get to Bayern, he would have had to answer, are you interested in winning? Yes. Would you sacrifice all morals in pursuit of victory? Yes. <laughs> so there you go. And then you probably would have come off like a jerk. No disrespect to our new bevy of Bayern Munich fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't turn off Bayern fans. Um, Kev, I think you're last then. We're not going to do the same thing again because I think that went quite well. What sort of things are you looking at when you're trying to decide which yeah. one's leaving in the spot? So, um, hilariously, <laughs> had kind of like followed through there. And I, I was kind of lockstep with uh, Jim there on Mönchengladbach. Um, but like I mentioned, I already have some like light history with uh, some other German clubs. I, I, I'm now realizing, are Hamburg not in the Bundesliga anymore. Yeah, they went down last they season. They finally went down. What was it, like four or five years in a row that they were in that like relegation playoff? And they were one of the few teams in German football to have never been out of the top division as well, so it's quite big. Right. 
Well, so they're out, I guess. <laughs> that's that's tough for them. I think I actually watched a couple of those playoff matches that they ended up not losing. Uh, so apparently I was their good luck charm and then abandoned them in their hour of need. Um, but yeah, I, I there's a lot of talent at Leverkusen, which is interesting to me. Like I mentioned, I, I kind of had some soft affiliation with Schalke. Um, just because they had a whole bunch of players that I liked. Uh, John, and do we know why there's a giant G around the SO4? And I'm assuming it isn't Gazprom related, but maybe it is. It's because Schalke is based in Gelsenkirchen. Um, that's the town um, itself. So I, I assume that's where the G is from. I've never even noticed there's a G there. So thanks for thanks for pointing out to me. <laughs> you learn something new every day. But yeah, Leverkusen feel very Spursy to me uh, in many respects, more so than than Schalke. So it all depends on whether or not you want to follow another club that feels like the the club that you already support and uh, have a very specific way of being in terms of football as well so it's up to you save well, yourself i Run don't away. i don't i don't love the word spursy being used there it seems like i'm setting myself <laughs> up for even more heartbreak would there be somebody in that like 2008 to 2009 ish tottenham that's like kind of on the cusp of maybe making it into those champions league places hmm just yeah, just something I think now. Um, I mean, I mean, Leverkusen kind of are that. I think that's when I say Spursy. I mean, they they feel very like Spurs to me. Not that they throw things away at the last moment. Uh, I hasten to add. So, but yeah, Leverkusen have some have some fun players. Um, uh, they have some exciting youth players as well. They have Leon ba- Bailey, who's well known to everyone. It's good to watch. Um, and they're sort of. I think I'm. I'm should pull up the, the league table they're just outside i think or maybe just in the um europa league places so i think i think you could you could do much worse than uh than support a team like leverkusen yeah they're fifth at the moment so they're in they're in the uh, europa oh, league places do it yeah i'll do it what what they, they've got a pill on their crest you you, you gotta like that two lions <laughs> red and, and yellow on the crest i don't know if i've ever seen a yellow kit from them in real life so we're, we're gonna throw question marks there um, but yeah, obviously, as you mentioned, a lot of really talented players. Is it still Voland up front? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kai Havertz they have as yeah. well. He is um, exciting. Oh, it will be like well. following Tottenham because he'll be gone within a year. Um, so. And Musa Diaby as well. So. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. then, uh, they, they lost somebody last year that was quite dope, if memory serves, to, to Bayern. Oh. Yeah. I can't think of it. It's fine. You don't have to know literally everything. (laughs) We should carry the show a little bit. Uh, But yeah, okay. You've convinced me. I'll I'll go with Leverkusen. As everybody knows, I've been a diehard Leverkusen fan for about the last minute. So uh, up the thems. (laughs) Julian Brunt. Yeah, Julian Brunt. Yeah. And of course, they used to have son. Family to stay with in Leverkusen. Ooh. We're not paying for you, Kev, to go oh. out there and do that. You <laughs> your own dime. I'm really sorry. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Has this has this pod not made it big enough to fly me out to Germany? To oh wait, we can't travel right now anyway. I don't think I'm allowed to leave my current country. Actually, now that I think about it, but uh, uh rain check. Yeah. While while Kev was just um, selecting his team, I was just looking at Augsburg's form, and predictably, I've I've got the worst team of the lot, which. Is have you gone for Burnley the same way I've gone for Tottenham? <laughs> well, yes, I, I, he has. Before the break, <laughs> Augsburg lost four of their last five games. So they're plummeting down the league. One of those defeats was 5-0. So that's strong. Um, the only other affiliation I could think of was that um, Ruben Hennings, who was at Burnley briefly, 
Um, I support Burnley, sorry, if you didn't already know or could tell from the accent or whatever. Um, and Hennings has been banging in the goals for Fortuna Dusseldorf this season, despite them being rubbish. So I'll have half an eye on them, but up the Augsburg. Um, <laughs> Why did you pick them? I, I did the same flowchart as Jim um, in advance, mm. and you can't argue with a flowchart, can you? It's not science, so I think I'm stuck <laughs> with Augsburg. I, I am quite keen to oh, actually watch some games this weekend and then maybe see if one of the teams appeals to me more than anyone else. So by next week, I might have forgotten all about Augsburg. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think picking a football club is it's like it's not the the sort of thing you can just sit down and then follow a flowchart through after we've just done it. But because um, <laughs> yeah. I have the same experience where, where I was watching um, Gladbach for years, and then I went to Freiburg, and I just sort of fell in love with the place. And yeah, you and, need the connection, don't you? And that's yeah, the there has to be something. Yeah, so I, mean, I I do think that a good piece of advice is to just watch a few of the games this weekend and see who takes your fancy if there's a player that you like or um, a, a sort of stadium, even as simple as like a stadium that you like or something about the, the game that, that really appeals to you I think it will make a big difference because uh, I always wonder um, if I'd have gone to Freiburg before choosing a team whether or not I would have just picked them and, and gone with them so It is um, interesting like the fan culture is going to be missing to an extent as well isn't it so it's not really the case of you watch a game and think oh those fans look like they're absolutely mad I want to be one of those because it's going to be cardboard cutouts and piped in noise, I think, isn't it? So a lot of the things that people like about the Bundesliga is going to be missing. What sort of an impact do you think that's going to have on the games this weekend? Mm, yes, it is fascinating. I think I think it will be interesting to see whether or not people actually get fed up of the of the sterility of the games because um, there was a game between the, actually Gladblack's final um, game before the... <clears throat> The, this this season was cancelled because of lockdown. Was um, a behind closed doors game and um, against Köln. And um, yeah, that it, it was weird watching it. You, you know, it sort of feels like a training ground game, and and you can hear everyone shouts and stuff. And whilst that's kind of kooky for a for a little while, it very quickly sort of gets um, a little bit tiresome. So it will be interesting to see whether or not people are happy to watch the football, given that the football will be so different to what it is that they're used to as well. Yeah, um, again, that's just something that I think we're all going to have to get used to. I certainly think there'll be a bit of leeway from people at first. They'll just be so happy to get a sport back, but it's not going to be the same. I think everyone needs to bear that in mind a little bit. I think it needs to be understood that it's sort of a like a, like a bit of a pretendy version of football. Obviously, it's going to be fun to watch and we're all going to be entertained by it, but you can't expect it to be exactly the same. Um, looking at the schedule, then the, the big game that obviously stands out is um, Dortmund against Schalke. Big derby game in Germany. John, what can you tell us about the the culture of that game? Why is that such a big game in Germany? Mm. Yeah, so these are the two big two of the big clubs from the um, Ruhr region, which is in the in the northwest of the of the country, and it's a big industrial area. Um, Gelsenkirchen and um, and Dortmund are very close together, um, and I think I'm, I'm, I did a little bit of a read into the history to try and work out why it was, and I don't think there's really much t- to the rivalry other than the fact that they were quite close together. So, the the first 
game that they played um, that was considered to be the point at which the rivalry began was back in 1925. So it's a big old heritage to it. Um, but yeah, it, the rural area is just a, is, is much like the Northwest in this country, actually, is uh, it's just an area where people love their football. You have those industrial areas. So you have a lot of teams that grew up um, attached to factories and places like that. Uh, and the rivalry came along with that. So um, yeah, well, I, th- I think this is probably the biggest real derby, really, I think, in the, um, in, in the Bundesliga. It's a big one as well, looking at the table. Dalton second, Schalke at six. So, big one for both clubs. Um, Kev, looking at the players that are going to be involved, obviously our American listeners probably aware of Winston McKenney, Schalke player. Anyone else who stands out for you? Uh, yeah, I was looking a little bit earlier. I, I think I did an LTC one time with them and uh, Amina Harit. Uh, Amine? Amen. Yep, we're beginners. That's uh, what it says <laughs> on the tin, as uh, Jamie tweeted out earlier. Um, <clears throat> he, he looks like an absolutely great creator. Um, they, they can really kind of drive into the open spaces behind the striker. Uh, at least he did like a year and a half ago. Um, so uh, that was the name I was kind of looking out for. They uh, still have uh, Benji Stambouli <clears throat> of their former ex-Spurs midfield duo, but Bentaleb now at Newcastle. Um, so kind of keeping an eye out for him as well. But yeah, you mentioned Weston McKenney. Um, I think he's being overshadowed. What? Oh, being overshadowed a bit um, by uh, Pulisic. But obviously he's kind of dropped off uh, since the move to Chelsea, which only everybody could have predicted. Um, But anyway, uh, he's probably the second best American player right now. Uh, very, very heavy disrespect towards Cameron Carter-Vickers, who forgot to develop. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, can, he can play any of the midfield positions really. Well, maybe not creatively. He, he's more of a box-to-box guy, but he can play as a defensive midfielder when he needs to, and he's way better than Will Trapp, who plays that role for the American national team. Um, but he's definitely a player worth uh, watching, and I think he has a big career ahead of him. Uh, hopefully, big enough name that he doesn't get called Winston by any more podcasts. Else, that would be <laughs> beginners. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this deliberately to make it look like we don't know what we're doing. We don't actually don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Jim, Jim, obviously, loads of recognizable players at Dortmund, but from an England fan perspective, Jaden Sancho, one of the most exciting players in Europe right now. Yeah, and one that's heavily linked with a return to England as well. If uh, the rumour mill is to be believed. So this kind of nine-week period in um, at the end of the Bundesliga season, if indeed it does get kind of to a completion, could be one of the last opportunities, I guess, to watch Sancho in a in a Dortmund shirt because it sounds very much like he's been linked with with a move potentially to Manchester United. But obviously, every top European club, I guess, would be um, would be interested. I guess it makes a change from some degree for a player at Dortmund not to be linked with a move to Bayern. That seems to be the normal way about it. When um, when Bayern sends a threat from Dortmund, they tend to buy some of their best players and take them off them. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to see how our century kind of kicks on because he's just been an unbelievable talent since moving to Germany. And I think it, to make the wider point, hopefully it encourages more players from big academies like Manchester City or Manchester United to make a move abroad, you know, similar to what Pogba did potentially uh, in going to Juventus a few years ago. Granted, he then came back to England as well, but to kind of develop your game and learn maybe a different style under a different coach, you know, he's obviously kicked on in an amazing way. And obviously it's difficult to project his career had he stayed at Manchester City, but you're just not sure where Sancho would have necessarily fit in. You look at people like Phil Foden, for example, 
um, who, who've struggled for minutes on the Manchester City bench a lot of the time. And, you know, if, if he can set that example and shine and get a big money move out of it, even if it is back to the Premier League, then hopefully more players will look at that as a, a career path that's really viable for them to go and just experience a different culture, I guess, as well. It must teach you so much about the game compared to being in that little kind of insular Premier League bubble, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he's learned so much by going out there. Johnny's had some off-the-field issues, hasn't he, though, Sancho's? Like, timekeeping, is it? Or discipline? Dortmund haven't always been really happy with him. Yeah, from what I believe, yeah, and it's always—I guess it's always an issue when you are sort of precipitated to the the highest levels of the game um, at such a young age. But um, hopefully, the, the, they they will get on top of that. Lucien Favre has has a fairly good history of dealing with young players, so um, I don't anticipate that being. Um, uh, a long-term problem um, and it, it, it's tough isn't it I think to, to have a, a youngster go across to Germany I mean it wasn't that long ago that there'd only been seven English players who'd actually played in the Bundesliga um, and now we're starting to see a bit more of a flow over there as well so uh, but it is it shouldn't be overstated how difficult it is to, to up and leave from um, from a, one country and move to another as a teenager and, and make that change particularly when there's different language to deal with and different styles of football etc etc so um, I'm sure there's, that is coming into play as well. It will be interesting to see how he does if he comes back to the Premier League although obviously as Massive Bundesliga fans that we are. Hopefully, he'll um, give Dortmund the <laughs> season. The guy I'm really looking forward to watching is Erling Haaland, actually. He's just been an absolute revelation since going to Dortmund. Obviously, people were aware of him before he made that move, but he's been absolutely incredible. The goal I always remember, I'll say that like it was years ago instead of like <laughs> three months ago or whatever, but the second one against PSG, where the sound that the net made, it was like it was going to break it clean in half. It's an incredible talent, Haaland. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to continue to tear up nine goals in eight games, it says here on the website that I'm reading while hosting the podcast. So, um, Holland's made a massive impact on the Bundesliga already, hasn't he, John? Yeah, he's an incredible scoring rate as well. Something like a goal every 57 minutes, I think, um, since he's come in because he started out coming in off the bench. And as we saw in that game against PSG, he was making a huge um, difference at the at the uh, European level as well, which stands him in good stead for the future. But yeah, a, a guy who just can do everything on in, in terms of football. It, you don't usually see that sort of um, uh, combination of, of just brute almost strength. Fully, but uh, fully formed yeah, already, isn't he? Exactly, he yeah. He's 19. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, you don't you just don't see that combination, like I say, of, of, of speed and power, but also uh, delicacy and, 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 and sort of guile. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that someday he'll be he'll be uh, considered amongst the best in the world. Just flicking through some of the other games and your Freiburg lads away at RB Leipzig, who are still in the title race, but do you think it's already sort of Bayern's to lose? Not that we want to write off the title race halfway through our very first Bundesliga podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, like Bayern obviously have the full point advantage, which I think will probably be the difference. Um, I would say we don't know what's going to happen, right? We don't. We've never had this sort of thing happen before, um, where you you stop a season for so long and then bring it back. I mean, who knows what form the the players are going to be in? What what sort of I don't know. Psychologically, it, it's a it's an outlier as well. So yeah, everything's up in the air. But with Bayern being having the team that they have, obviously, and being four points ahead, I think you would give them uh, the edge. I think Leipzig. I think of the, the. I don't think 
Gladbach have got a chance of of, of getting near the top. Um, so that leaves uh, yeah Leipzig and Dortmund. I think Leipzig have the easier run potentially. Um, <clears throat> so it it could be it could be an interesting um, end of the season. Leipzig have uh, Julian Nagelsmann as their coach, who is exciting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that should be that should be a fun game to watch actually on on Saturday because Freiburg have a, a coach called Christian Streich, who's just an amazing individual and part of the reason why I love them as a club. Just a, um, a dude who's lived there his whole life um, was a teacher for a long time uh, and then has has gone on to manage the club still lives in the same flat cycles to the stadium for training every day um, but he's a he's a very pragmatic coach so um, he will do everything he can to, to sort of break down um, Leipzig's attack so that should be a, a fun game because I think there's a lot there's a lot sort of riding on if Leipzig can can maybe get a few wins early then put themselves in contention so yeah that should be a decent game I think Kev, your your new Leverkusen boys have to wait till Monday. Monday night football, very controversial in Germany, of course, but I'm sure uh, fans are probably just happy to have something to watch. Werder Bremen away. You're confident 20 minutes into your career as a Bayer <laughs> Leverkusen fan? Yeah, yeah, long time, long time fan, as we mentioned earlier. So definitely have a lot of research to pull from here. Uh, but uh, as as John helped me mention earlier, uh, just a lot of a lot of young talented players. Obviously, Havertz and Leon Bailey. Everybody knows about them. I think is literally how he phrased it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, ex- exciting times. Voland up front uh, takes a whole lot of shots. And a lot of times they don't go in is also a thing that I remember from some years ago. Who knows if that's still true? Um, the defense uh, exists, John. Yeah, they got, they got, <laughs> they got. They have, yeah, they have, they have Jonathan Tarr, who is oh, um, right, right. quite hot. Oh, yeah, hot, Jonathan Tarr. Highly toted. Yeah, yeah, So, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Um, so, <laughs> uh, now that we've mentioned another talented player, it seems like all of them, like Havertz and Bailey and Tarr, like, two or three years ago were touted as like the next thing and it doesn't mm. seem like any of them have gotten there any any idea why yeah i'm 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 not sure i don't i mean there's a lot it does seem to happen a lot in the bundesliga where there's there's players who are sort of highly touted and they never really go on to to make a, a difference i don't know whether or not that's because the in many respects actually the league is probably the most competitive once you take Bayern out of the con, out of contention and so there's a there's a lot of um uh, here and there with that as well, but they've got some great older players as well. Charles Aranguiz is a player that I love. Um, oh, is he? Ooh, take, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. going to guess. You're going to love Ooh. this team, mate. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's plenty of, of, of interesting stuff um, to to if you have a look through their their squad list. So yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, de- definitely enough to take on Bremen. <laughs> Well, Bremen is struggling at the moment, so yeah. Which I obviously knew. Is is that where Jekyll played, or was that Wolfsburg? Um, yeah, I always get them mixed up. As yeah, well. me too. They uh, both have Ws. Wolfsburg, it's not really fair. Yeah, yeah I think it was Wolfsburg. Let's say it was Wolfsburg. <laughs> Bremen are another club who have been in. The, I think they've been in the top division and never been and never gone down, and they're in, in under pressure as well. So, um, so yeah, there's another exciting relegation battle mm. there. They've got a real Hamburg thing developing there. I was just going to say, we should say at this point that actually the the Bundesliga has a really fun um, playoff for the relegation, which other leagues don't have. So that's something to keep in mind. That's uh, very true. And I'm sure we all knew that. (laughs) My Augsburg boys, they're now going to be at home to Wolfsburg, Edin Dzeko's old club. I think that's right. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be tuning into that one. And your lads have got the the evening kickoff, the 5.30 game UK time, Jim. So... 
looking forward to you breaking the news to Mrs. Jim that your Saturday evening is going to be what spent watching Frankfurt v. Gladbach. She's, yeah, she's going to need to learn words Borussia Much and Gladbach between now and 5.30 UK time on Saturday. She's going to need that amount of time, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, set the stage on the, on the first day back, you know, can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> The good thing about Gladbach is the name is so long that by the time you finish telling her, it'll be time to start the game anyway, so you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah, too much about excellent. it. Excellent. By that point, the BT Sports game booted up and the kickoff going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I, th- I think that's our show. Hopefully it hasn't been too much of a disaster and hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please do make sure you subscribe. All future episodes will then magically appear i don't know how podcasts work eh, you're not um, technically wrong <laughs> <laughs> you can probably give us slightly more information on how the subscription subscribe thing works kev please help me out oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i was just gonna let you flounder there for a while but i can do it then um <laughs> Thanks, <mate. laughs> so yeah uh obviously on uh spotify and itunes you can subscribe via those methods i think it's technically called following on spotify um but we also appear on several other podcasting apps as well and this goes out through Acast. so if you have that in particular you can get it directly from there uh, but we'll also be tweeting it out uh both from uh our new twitter account which is at bundesliga pod uh don't ask us how we came up with it we're just brilliant like that uh and then also the epl roundtable channel which is what this will be going out through oh right when we said to subscribe it'll be the epl roundtable so so do that first <laughs> and then the rest of those things Exactly, yeah. I'm really glad that um, we handed that over to Kev because he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, like Kev says, you can get in touch with us on our brand new shiny Twitter account, which is at Bundesliga Pod. If you've got any ideas for the show, obviously we're brand new, making it all up as we go along. Or if there's any feedback on how we've done this week, please be nice. Um, if you're going to be horrible, just don't get in touch. But feel free to get in touch with or us. Or say well. it in German. State in German, we won't understand what you're saying, so you can do that if you want. Um, I'm also on Twitter, you can follow me at Jamie Smith's Sport. Kev, where can people send their German abuse to you? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they can send my German, especially if you're a Bremen fan who I have great gripes with as of this week. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. Uh, again, you can find uh, the channel at EPL Roundtable or via EPL Roundtable, uh, and then this one at Bundesliga pod. So be sure to check out all of those things. Jim, where are you going to be live tweeting the big Frankfurt? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll be watching it and tweeting about it on uh, Twitter at Jim Night Tweets, if that Mm -hmm. is your thing. And lastly, John, thanks for joining us. Do you want to plug anything while you're here? Yeah, I'm uh, at John underscore McKenzie. um, And John has no H. um, So that's where I am on Twitter. Excellent. Well, thanks to all of you who've joined me today. That's our show. Thanks again for listening. Bundesliga pod on Twitter. Next show out early next week, maybe. Still trying to work that out. But bye for now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.